Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everybody. Special treat for you. The national spokesperson for the Trump campaign is here, Hogan Gidley. Email me your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. If you want to win a signed copy of the MAGA Doctrine, type in Charlie Kirk Show. Hit subscribe, give us a five-star review, screenshot it, and email us at freedom at charliekirk.com. And please consider supporting our program at charliekirk.com slash support. That is charliekirk.com slash support. Big episode in store, everybody. Hogan Gidley is here. Buckle up. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. America's ready to get back to work, but to win in the new economy, you need every advantage to succeed. Smart companies run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. I put my name totally behind NetSuite. It's terrific. With NetSuite, you'll have visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more, everything you need all in one place. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite lets you manage every penny with precision. You have the agility to compete with anyone, work from anywhere, and run your whole company right from your phone. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to make it happen. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies they're using as America reopens for business. Receive your free guide, seven actions businesses need to take now and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash Kirk. Get your free guide and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash Kirk. netsuite.com slash Kirk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this special episode of The Charlie Kirk Show with the National Press Secretary for the Trump campaign, Hogan Gidley, who has been fighting the fake news media for quite some time and doing a great job of it. Hogan, welcome to The Charlie Kirk Show. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time. You bet. How are things going at the Trump campaign? There's a lot of fake news going on around right now. And as our listeners know, the thing that drives me more than anything else is to make sure that we get the president four more years. Nothing could be more important for the future of our republic and the future of our country. Give us an update from the Trump campaign. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree with you 100 percent. And I have been fighting the fake news media now for the better part of 20 years in, in politics. And uh, I've never seen anything like this campaign apparatus in my entire life. Um, the, the digital reach of, of the Trump campaign is unmatched. Um, it is the envy of the political universe. Um, the, the fundraising apparatus also historic in nature. And what's so great about that is it kind of dovetails nicely with all the historic accomplishments in record-setting time that uh, Donald Trump has been able to deliver on for the American people. I mean, you know, you run on promises, um, you know, when you're running a campaign, he can now run on the promises that are kept because he did so many of the things, if not all, that he made promises on uh, on the campaign trail. So uh, now that he's been in office and he has a record to run on, I do find it you know, very interesting that 
Donald Trump in just three short years is running on uh, a staunch, uh, strict, tough record of uh, protecting the American people at every turn, rebuilding our military and other things. And Joe Biden has been in office for half of a century, and he's still talking about all the things that are wrong with this country. So what's he been doing for the last five decades is what I want to know. But here at the campaign, I think things are going really well. We're buckling up for the next 100, 100 days so we can finish with a flurry and, and bring this thing home for another four years. Yeah, completely. And, and the media has not at all uh, portrayed how the Trump campaign has built out a, a true 21st century modern apparatus. I think my favorite part of the Chris Wallace interview was the thing that I think the president and your campaign has talked about more, which is, and the American people won't tolerate a candidate that will not engage in the public sphere. And Biden has been able to hide under you know the China virus restrictions. When the president said, I can do this interview and Joe Biden can't, that's a very, that's a winning message that you have a candidate that can actually communicate and is actually able to interface, whereas the other side is unwilling to do so. Hogan, we get thousands and thousands of emails here on The Charlie Kirk Show, and a lot of them are asking me, what is the message for 2020? What is the theme? How would you best describe that, and how would you brand and message the uh, the reelection ethos, if you will, for the Trump campaign? Well, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, let me just point out what you just said. I think the, the, the part of the interview that, that you're, 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 you're right. Uh, the president did a good job. Um, <laughs> pointing out the fact that he could do the interview for an hour, but also, mm-hmm. let's be clear, he, he did it outside in 100-degree heat. There is no way <laughs> that Joe Biden could last an hour um, you know, with, with Chris Wallace, but he definitely couldn't do it outside. I mean, you, know, you and I both know how, how we think that would kind of end up for, for Joe Biden. So that's a, that's a very good point. And of course, I love the president fact-checking um, Chris Wallace in real time and showing him where, where he was wrong. Oh, that was brilliant. And, and, then, and then Chris Wallace edits the, the interview horrifically. And so I thought you guys handled that very well. The White House did, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. But look, I, I think, I think um, as we move, as we move uh, closer to, to uh, the election day itself and we focus in on tighter messaging, uh, around this campaign, we do want to focus on rebuilding, uh, restoring, and renewing uh, what this country was under this president before it was attacked by a virus that came from China. Um, you know, when this president acted boldly, decisively to shut down travel from China and from Europe, he was mocked, he was ridiculed, everything he did was wrong, it was racist and xenophobic, and and Joe Biden led that charge. And now Joe Biden's got to come out and say, yeah, no, it probably saved some lives. And it's interesting because. President Trump was right again. And when the media is telling you and when the experts are – or their report – I guess the media is reporting on what the experts are saying, which is 2.2 million people were going to die in this country, every single death is tragic. No question about that. But this president's action saved millions of lives. I mean that's just undeniable at this point. And so thankfully uh, we have a president who isn't concerned by placating to the mainstream media or the D.C. elites, the D.C. establishments. He wants to protect the American people, and because he ran an election really that had no special interest group support at all, he's not beholden to anybody except for the American voter, except for the American family. You see that every single day. And uh, he's gonna, you know, he rebuilt this economy once. He'll do it again. And so I think that's going to be a large part of what we're talking about uh, moving into the, uh, the second term. So a lot of the, the Trump base right now is, is wondering what to make of these polls. Uh, I think the polls have been suppression polls and very deceiving. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you make of some of the recent polls that have come out that 
are not exactly favorable in the, in the Trump campaign direction. Yeah, you know this. Uh, the president says they're fake polls, and he knows because they are fake polls. It's the same pollsters, the same methodology, uh, the same myopic view of, of, of how these things are conducted from 2016. The same people who got it wrong then are getting it wrong now. And you see that because in exit polling, for example, if we can get a little wonky for a second, exit polling in 2016 showed you know 36% of those sampled were Democrats. Well, in this latest Fox poll, they sampled 46% Democrats. That's 10% higher. That's incredible. So, of course, you're going to get that. And also, national polls are typically junk because they take in a lot of voters from New York and California because those are the numbers on the rolls, meaning it's obviously going to be skewed left. In fact, most national polls have 10% of respondents from California. That's obviously uh, going to skew the numbers as well. But when you look at some of the – I know you've talked about this, Charlie. But when you look at some of the registration that's going on out there, it's overwhelmingly mm-hmm. Republican over Democrat. People are excited and enthusiastic about this president. And you see when he has an unannounced you know, teletown hall, five of them this past weekend. We had over 4.5 million views as of Monday on those things. He didn't even announce it and gets 4.5 million views. Donald Trump supporters – would literally walk across broken glass to vote for him. You can't get a Joe Biden supporter to click on a link to watch him on the internet. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And, and you know, I, look, I understand because every time he pops out of that hidey hole, he's talking about kids rubbing his leg hair and not knowing the date of of uh, the year of, of 9/11. I mean, you know, he, he makes he makes a lot of mistakes, but it's it's worse than just the gaffing and the messing up. It's the policies. They're so destructive and so reminiscent of socialism because he's, he's an empty vessel now that's been filled by Bernie Sanders and AOC and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Elizabeth Warren. And so it's a dangerous place to this, this, this former vice president, this shell of a man, is trying to take us. And uh, you know the president's going to stand up to it and stand up for America. Yeah, that's that's well said. And there there is very little to no enthusiasm for Joe Biden. You saw this in the BLM Inc. arson across the country where none of them had Joe Biden for president signs. None of them had any sort of enthusiasm. And you look at just when Joe Biden tries to do a Facebook Live, most of the comments are negative and there's very little response. My question, though, Hogan, is do you think that people might not come and support Biden, but do you think will they come to vote against Trump? If they try to turn this into a referendum just strictly and solely on the president, do you think that they might be able to gin up support? Or do you think that people have to actually go vote for something? Well, I do think um, a couple of layers there. I, I, I do think uh, you're, you, the media is trying to make this a referendum on Trump, no doubt, because they definitely don't want to talk about Joe Biden's horrific record. Um, that's pretty obvious. Uh, but as far as the, the, the voting is concerned, typically, and polls will tell you this, good polls actually, will tell you that people don't go out to vote against something. That doesn't motivate people to get off their couch. It motivates people to go out and vote for something. And our supporters, many of those who were on the left politically, but you know, have been getting kicked in the teeth because they were middle America and, and the manufacturing sector for decades, and Donald Trump came in and helped them, broke right through that blue wall. Many of those supporters um, are, are, are 100% going to support, uh, support this president. So uh, I, I just feel like um, – as we look and move into uh, you know, the last 100 days here, um, the, the layered question you asked is, is absolutely a, a poignant one. But um, you know, people don't vote uh, for negatives. They vote for positives. Now, with this whole mm-hmm. Democrat 
wave of this universal mail-in voting, which is just absolutely fraught with danger and, and you know, allows cheating uh, top to bottom, that's insane. So that's a problem we're obviously, uh, having to watch out for and fight against. But I think the president's going to be in good shape because people want to go out and vote for a future that they want, for a future that is going to be good for their children and for their for their for their livelihoods and and for their families. That's what people want. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what President Trump gives them. There's no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partners betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making its way back with UFC boxing, NASCAR and soccer leading the way and betonline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming games and matches. Do you need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline also has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device. Join right now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Visit BetOnline.ag. Don't forget that promo code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Well, one of the things I think the Democrats are going to try to do going into the fall is they're going to try to find a reason to not have the president debate Joe Biden, or they might have him do him over some sort of silly Skype call. And I've been a huge, huge opponent to all these lockdowns. I think they're doing such damage and destruction to our country. I think we need to open up America immediately and instantaneously. And I think because part of the reason is that they're going to try to not have a presidential campaign and hide behind the lockdowns, and that will hurt Trump in a lot of different ways. How are you guys trying to position to make sure Joe Biden debates? Because you can already start to see people put out trial balloons. Uh, I think it was Thomas Friedman at the New York Times who said, yeah, Joe Biden shouldn't debate because of the tax returns or something nonsense. And you can start to see – and Hogan, you know the media really well. They'll float it out by some intelligentsia member like Thomas Friedman who's a – very loyal apparatchik of the Democrat you know, apparatus, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then they will start to repeat it on MSNBC. And next thing you know, it'll be in the zeitgeist. Oh, maybe Joe Biden shouldn't debate. What, what will Trump do? It'll only help Trump, right? We're only going to give Trump something he wants. What can you guys do? And your position, I'm sure, is you want the debates. We need the debates. Well, we want the deb- but I think flagging it early is probably helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been talking about that. We want the debate. Sure. We want to see these two men stand side by side. But look, I, I, I can already see, too, the, the narrative of the media is just trying to downplay it, uh, you know, downplay um, and set expectations really low for Joe Biden so that he comes out. And if he says three sentences, they're going to say, wow, he really cleaned President Trump's clock. But the fact is, putting them on a debate stage is going to be very significant for a lot of reasons. You get to see side by side the comparison. And you know, uh, Charlie, elections are about choices. And, and I, love, I love this kind of line uh, of, of debate here. And, and you're so good at, at these debates. You understand. But but I tell this to the media all the time. You don't have to guess what the economy would look like with Joe Biden. You saw it for eight years. Kick the American worker in the T, 60,000 manufacturing plants shut down, three and a half million jobs to China, depressed wages. We all know the stats. Donald Trump, seven million jobs, created 500,000 manufacturing, stock market record highs, cut taxes, cut regulations, businesses coming back. The, the, the difference side by side, the choice is so clear. And you don't have to guess what it would look like in our city streets if Joe Biden were elected. The lawlessness, the looting, the rioting, the assaults on innocent Americans, burning churches. He didn't say anything except defund the police. So when you put those things in a real-time comparison, the American people are going to see someone in Donald Trump who has real successes to show that have improved their lives greatly, regardless of color, race, religion, or creed. Um, And Joe Biden, who who for 50 years has been – in office, paid by the taxpayer, 
and is still complaining today about the same things he was complaining about 50 years ago uh, you know, when he was palling around with white supremacists. I mean, that's going to be a, a big difference. I think yeah, that's something that's we can right. point to. Well, and Joe Biden is a bitter, he's a bitter racist, and we need to call him a racist. The left doesn't know how to deal with things when you call them a racist. All of a sudden they say, oh, you're not allowed to say that. Like, no, you're racist because you call us that every single day. Joe Biden was best friends with segregationists. Joe Biden wanted uh, segregated by busing. was even called out by his now best friend, Senator Kamala Harris, when she said that little girl was me about a year ago. Uh, Joe Biden said you can't walk into a 7-Eleven without a slight Indian accent. Joe Biden called black people super predators in the 1990s. Joe Biden authored the Clinton crime bill. Joe Biden said he'd never seen a good-looking, smooth-talking black man till Barack Obama. Uh, Joe Biden is a bitter racist, and we need to say that, and we need to say it clearly and enthusiastically, not enthusiastically, but if you're clearly and loudly, and I, I, like all things, and, and the president's the best at this, and I believe he will do this even more, once we have a campaign, and we have to keep reminding ourselves that we don't really have a campaign right now. And I mean that in the sense where this, this Joe Biden's not campaigning. In order for a campaign to exist, you need someone to be able to have back and forth and, and rallies and all that. And I guess part of it's going to be when Joe Biden picks a vice president. Uh, today, there was a story that came out and uh, is in Politico about the RNC restricting convention attendance. Can you give us an update about the Republican National Convention and uh, your what you guys are planning for that? Yeah, it looks like the first few days are going to be uh, resigned to just delegates, not alternates. Uh, look, the president wants to have a convention. He wants to thank the great state of Florida, one of those um, you know toss-up states that actually helped catapult him um, to the to the actual uh, presidency. Uh, he wants to deliver a message directly to the American people. He wants to you know get out there and 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 show everyone that he's excited and ready for a second term. And, and let's be honest, the supporters, the voters. Uh, want to see him as well, and they want to get out there and cheer on the man who systematically changed their lives uh, for the better. And so right now we're working with the officials on the ground, the governor, the law enforcement, uh, of course, um, uh, the mayor as well. So we're, we're, we're trying to figure out exactly how this thing's going to look right now. Uh, but, but I can assure you this, uh, we're going to do it in a safe way and with, you know, Temperature checks for every single person and hand sanitizer and masks for every single person. Um, that's a heck of a lot more than than the looters and the rioters did. In fact, I often joke that I almost wish the federal government hadn't given $1.6 billion to Project Warp Speed to try and find a vaccine. The Democrats found it. The media found it. They told us. All you got to do is go out and smash in storefronts, and that's not going to spread the virus. You want to riot in the streets and burn down churches? That's not going to spread the virus. So I almost wish they hadn't spent the money because it seems like they found the cure. But we're putting in safety measures, and regardless of how this this uh, convention yes. actually looks, and we're excited to, to move forward with it. Well, and I, uh, I encourage – I would love to see a full convention, and I know that you guys have internal decisions to make with all that. I totally appreciate it. But you look at our event that we did in Phoenix. We had 3,400 students there. We have no evidence as of the recording of this that there was any surge in cases at all whatsoever with 3,400 young people in the room hearing from the president of the United States. And also South Dakota, the president gave one of the best speeches of his presidency. It was a phenomenal speech really was. right in front of Mount Rushmore. Um, and just as of three days ago, um, there were active cases were down by 10 in South Dakota with no new deaths. That was three days ago. And there was a slight increase about 10 days later, but part of that is just probably baked into tourist season. But it wasn't the surge that the people said that there would be. So I think that there is I think there is more space to be able to do live events again. And I know you guys are tracking that very closely. Sure. You make the best 
and most informed decision. And I think that this, it's, it's the president's greatest political asset. I mean, it's something that historically we've never seen before, where a president can just show up, you know, without a rock band or a, you know, a famous celebrity and just draw 30,000 people. I mean, we've never seen anything like it. And Joe Biden wants to rob that. He wants to take it away from the, the, the president. Of, of course, because the contrast is so stark. I, again, it's about choices, but when you have one on one hand and one on the other, you're absolutely right. Joe Biden didn't want to see the president filling up these arenas, overflowing with capacity and overflow, uh, you know, parking lots full with big screens and everything else. He didn't want to see that because he knows he can't pull that. Not just that, uh, he couldn't last for for a you know, two hour rally. There's no way. So, um, you know, I, I, again, I, I'm anxious to see how this thing's going to turn out and how it's going to look. The, the media is covering for Joe Biden at every single turn, regardless of what he says. You, you point out articulately just a moment ago, the left always accuses the right of the very thing they themselves are guilty of actually doing, you know. Yeah, it, 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 it it's absolutely insane. I, I, I joked the other day, I, I watched this whole defund the police argument. And the media just, you know, Chris Wallace was chief among them saying, no, no, he didn't. He never said defund the police, sir. He never said defund the police. He said redirect. He re, Will you redirect funding? He said, yes, absolutely. And I ask everyone listening to this, to this uh, interview, I'm not going to defund you. I'm just going to redirect money out of your paycheck into my bank account. That's defunding. That's cutting. That's insane. But watch the media try and twist this to, to make Joe Biden seem like he's not radical. It's just absolutely ludicrous. Yes, yes. And, and the president, I mean, look, the president did a phenomenal job with the Chris Wallace interview. And I thought Chris Wallace made a fool of himself. And the way he handled that was, I mean, I have never seen him be that tough on anyone. And he tried to, it was really a bizarre interview, to be honest. He had, he was cutting back and forth with him, with James Comey, to prove that he was really tough. And the question he asked James Comey was like the lightest softball question ever. And, and then, right. I mean, and then he goes with the president is like, you're not telling the truth to the American people. And if the president, the fact that he actually endured the entire interview, I think really shows a contrast. And I think the more every time the president sits down with one of these apparatchiks like Chris Wallace, he should say, Joe Biden can't do this. Joe Biden. It, and I know I know from voters in my own personal circle, they they get very silent and they agree that the president is willing to talk to anyone at any time. And I think it's one of the president's greatest assets and one of his greatest selling points is that he is unafraid to have these kind of conversations. And that's why I think the president should do Joe Rogan's podcast. Could you imagine Joe Biden on Joe Rogan's podcast? I mean, for three, for three oh hours, I mean, it, it would be it would actually be a medical emergency. I think that it would be <laughs> in it fairness, would be it would be can't miss. You know, that, no, that's exactly right. The president would handle it really well because the president loves that sort of stuff. And and right. I think that the more that we're able to portray to the America that you have a very um, a very committed and obviously qualified person in a variety of ways as president and someone that you can actually trust to be able to rebuild the American economy. So in closing, Hogan, I know we only have a couple minutes left here. Um, there there are a lot of people that need a message of hope. Uh, our Our podcast is getting record amounts of listens and downloads. And I get emails from people that say, Charlie, is it over? What can I do? I mean, is is this is our country done? Is the campaign over with? And I know, Hogan, it's hard to hear sometimes, but can you just give that message of how it's still very early in the campaign, how in 2016 we went through the very same similar stuff that they're doing now and they're trying to do it all over again, acting as if we don't remember. What's your message to those people? Well, I can give that message, Charlie, because it's true. Um, look, uh, America is the greatest idea ever realized. It is a true beacon of goodness, of strength, of hope, and compassion across the globe. 
um, you know, we're, we're talking right now because you love this country and because, you know, you cherish what we are, who we are as a people. And difficult times are not unique to America, okay? They're just not. But what is unique to this nation is that after we face down to adversity, we get through it together and we come out stronger. That, to me, is the message of what America is. And you pointed out the president's speech from Mount Rushmore. My goodness, what an incredible uh, speech. It was unifying. It was uplifting. It was patriotic. He, he, he loves his country, and his policies made the lives better for every single American, regardless of their race or color or religion or creed. You've never seen a president like this in modern history, not just who can fight back against a mainstream media that's out to get him or a left that the, that the right is used to kowtowing to. This president cares deeply about the country, and we've talked about the successes. You've talked about it. I'm not going to rattle off all of them here on the call, but, but this is a stark difference. This is an obvious choice. A vote for Donald Trump is a vote for you. A vote for Donald Trump is a vote for America and its greatness. And, and that's something that I think no one can take away. And while the media are doing their level best to try and lie about this president and fulfill their own selfish socialist agendas, I think the American people are standing up and saying no more. And these, these autonomous zones – are absolutely ludicrous, um, and you see what democratic governance not just has led to but has allowed ever since. And so I just want your, your, your folks not to get down because Joe Biden, he doesn't just think America is inherently evil. He thinks it's the cause of the world's problems. That's, that's, a, that's a complete different opinion, and mm -hmm. quite frankly, it's, it's just not true. But Donald Trump's not in that position. He thinks this country is great. He thinks it's faced tough times. We've come through it together. We're going to get through it together again, and we're going to come out so much more unified and so much stronger on the backside because at its core, uh, this country is a wonderful place to live. It, it is inherently good, and uh, people should, should thank God every day that they get to live in the freest, most prosperous place on, on the planet. Amen. I think the more that people recognize who Joe Biden is and the forces behind him, uh, this race will really begin to tip in the president's favor. And never count out the president. One of my other favorite lines of the Chris Wallace interview was, boy, people have counted me out before, and that is not a good bet to, to make. And I, I completely and totally agree that with that. So, Hogan, I know you got a busy schedule. Thank you for joining us. Uh, keep the faith, and we'll be celebrating once the president gets reelected. So thanks so much, hey, man. Hey, keep up the good work, Charlie. I really appreciate you out there Thank fighting. You. I love watching the videos on TV, on YouTube, everywhere. And um, you guys keep up the fight. We're here with you. Thanks, man. See you soon. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please consider getting involved with Turning Point USA at tpusa.com. That is tpusa.com. Email me your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. Type in Charlie Kirk Show to your podcast provider. Hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. And please consider supporting us by going to charliekirk.com slash support. That is charliekirk.com slash support. Thanks so much for listening. God bless. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.